Welcome back to the next Fireside Chat. My name is Kevin Hill, the executive publisher here at Freightwaves. And right now I have a special guest uh, from Four Kites. It's Glenn Kepke. Uh, he's the Senior Vice President of Customer Success at Four Kites. And we're going to talk about visibility and why visibility is so much different when it comes to, to pharma and healthcare than just about any other type of industry or commodity out there. Welcome to this Fireside Chat, Glenn. How is it going? Thanks for having me. Things are going well. Never a dull moment in uh, 2021, but uh, things are going great. So appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's a continuation of 2020, and we're going to talk about that with pharma and healthcare today. But first, uh, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself and uh, Forkites? Sure. So I'll start with Forkites. Uh, so Forkites is a leader in the supply chain visibility space. Uh, it was founded about six years ago uh, with the concept of, you know, where's my truck? Right. Ultimately, uh, the value of goods inside of a truck or a container are quite high. And, you know, whether you call it the Amazon effect or just the overall consumer uh, focus on, you know, the estimated time of arrival, you see it in the manufacturing and supply chain world. And so Forkites aimed to understand uh, initially with truckload in the U.S. Uh, where goods are at any point in time. And then since then, we've had a lot of great growth. So super passionate customer base. Uh, really fun group of folks to work with, and we've expanded to all modes of the region, uh, all modes of the world, and uh, all regions of the world as well. So, uh, work with a number of the leading uh, shippers and manufacturers in the world, as well as logistics service providers, as well as distribution companies as well. So, quite fortunate uh, to have our customer base. And then, in terms of my background, uh, I've been in logistics industry for about 20 years. So, cut my teeth on the operation side of things. Uh, worked in the TMS industry, did some supply chain consulting, uh, spent some time in Europe as well. Uh, so was fortunate to do a startup in uh, based in the, in the Netherlands uh, and travel the world. So I've been, uh, I think I'm counting at 52 countries, uh, deploying logistics and supply chain solutions uh, all across the world. And, you know, it's fun to work everything from CSCO down to uh, the shipping clerk and, and everything in between. So it's really been a, a great adventure thus far. Definitely. It sounds like you've been around the block a, a few times or on the globe a few times a, as well. Uh, we're talking about four kites and their customer base. Part of that's in pharma and healthcare. And, uh, you know, you, you have to, to strive to, to meet those visibility demands. You mentioned uh, high value cargo. Certainly pharma and healthcare fits into that box. But there's many other boxes uh, that, that pharma and healthcare fit into that require a heightened sense of visibility. Uh, can you give some scenarios on that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think it's a broad category, right? Like what fits into pharma and healthcare. Um, you think of your, you know, drugs that are sold at retail stores. Uh, obviously, with uh, COVID going on, vaccinations are a part of it. Um, but you also have many other kind of goods that fall into that, like in the med device space, right? So, for example, uh, if you have sleep apnea, I need a CPAP device, right? These are things that all fit into uh, the, the pharma uh, healthcare, med device space, uh, life sciences as well. And so, you know, the common theme in here is one is just sensitivity to the consumer, right? And so that's really a, a key theme that we hear uh, in this supply chain segment. But just the value and kind of what, what's really at stake it is so critical to these companies. And so, you know, where visibility is, is really key and crucial to these companies is that chain of command, Right. So when I say chain of command is when you're moving from your supply, uh, raw material suppliers through manufacturing, through quality, through distribution to the end customer, you have to make sure that all the links in the supply chain 
are clean and that if there's any risk for exposure, uh, contamination, theft, uh, that there are mitigation plans in place. And so when you look at uh, this segment of the industry, visibility is, is at the core of what they've been trying to do uh, for a number of years. So when we talk about visibility, what are some of the more specific requirements that this sector requires than maybe your retail, CPG, or most any other sector? What are what are some of those heightened specific requirements that that uh, you need companies like Forklights to, to to actually supply? Yeah. So first is just the magnitude, right? When you think of like sensitivity and and what's at stake. I mean, you may have a a, a shipment, a truck, right, an air freight. Um, uh, shipment or a small parcel package that the value could be up to you know a hundred million dollars, right? So what you see here is just the the aspect of uh, IoT based devices, right? So there's a number of hardware based companies that have been involved uh, in this type of supply chain to make sure that uh, anything that's in transit is closely monitored. Typically, what you see is if there's high value uh, or risk of theft. Um, you'll also see security uh, drivers that will uh, move along with the transit. So depending on sensitivity, uh, you may have security companies that will uh, follow along for the first 250 miles uh, in the last 250 miles, depending on the, on the value of the, the product and the sensitivity uh, of the product. So sensor tracking in this IoT-based concept, a lot of companies have been talking about for a while, has been commonplace uh, in this segment, less so in other industries uh, because the value of the goods is slightly different. Um, and then the focus on quality, right? I think for those that come from a manufacturing background or a Lean Six Sigma background, quality is there, but not necessarily in the logistics space. Like when I think of those that are in food and bev and CPG, this idea of a quality management system and true quality assurance all the way to the end consumer just doesn't exist on the transaction level of what it, it does within pharma, life sciences, and in healthcare. And so Companies really need to make sure that there are no breakpoints and that you're not just throwing things against the wall and you're hoping to find what sticks. That just isn't acceptable practice in these in these industries. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, there's the high value component to it, the time sensitivity. There's also also the delicate nature of you know certainly pharmaceuticals. Uh, you know, the, they can't get too hot. They can't get too cold. We, we, we all hear that now with the, the, the vaccine distribution. Uh, but that's for, for, all, for all pharmaceuticals. If you take healthcare equipment, so, you know, uh, the, the, the machinery and kind of technology for hospitals, those are very fragile pieces of, of equipment as well. So uh, what are some of the, some of the, the more fine, finer points to uh, having visibility and also measuring the conditions with that, that visibility as well. Yeah, I think you, you know, bring up a good point of like network planning, which is something I didn't talk about before. But, you know, if you think about uh, if you've got a product that's got a seven day life cycle, right, that it, it can uh, exist in transit with the packaging uh, requirements that it has. Um, these companies are working very closely with the transport providers, you know, whether it's a, a DHL, a FedEx, a UPS, on the small parcel side, uh, the international air freight carriers, uh, or, or uh, perhaps the inland carriers. So there's a very close-knit uh, network planning exercise that goes on. And so where visibility ties into that, so if you think about if I'm a US manufacturer and I'm shipping goods to say South Africa, right? It, I may have my plan my network around a five-day transit. And all of a sudden, the, the threshold uh, of that product could be six days. So if I have greater than one day 
of delay in my network, I need to have a quality uh, control process to make sure that we're determining what happens uh, with that package. And so what we see on the visibility side is, you know, all the way down to the mode and the transit day that if there is an exception, there is clearly a, a white glove process that goes on uh, if things are uh, potentially awry based on what the planned versus actual was, right? And so, you know, for many companies, many industries, we do a lot of planning at the lane level, uh, but in this case, we're doing a lot of planning at the lane and product level. And on a case-by-case -case basis, there are deviations on a daily standpoint that, that come up. And so this idea of like these network command centers are, are very common uh, within this segment because you have to have a set group of resources to first understand and diagnose where my errors are, right? So if you think about where visibility tools come into play, it's that proactive alerting, right? I need to take action before it's too late, number one. Two, for anything that's a deviation, there's gotta be clear kind of standard work instructions. And so that's where those central uh, operations teams tend to take effect. And then they'll work with the local distributors or local providers of either what the return process will be like uh, if things are uh, fall out of threshold or a, uh, a way to destroy the product. And so that whole concept of, of network planning is at the core of visibility uh, for this segment. Yeah, so that's a very good point that the, that the core of network planning is that visibility being able to be adaptable. I mean, how, how important is adaptability and flexibility uh, built into uh, to, to, to be able to, to have visibility into the, that network? Yeah, I think the, you know, the word I always uh, hear is like grit in supply chain, right? Like what, what separates supply chain folks from uh, other uh, just, you know, professions is just this grit and resilience and agility, right? If there's three words that I love like team building games, I love any contest. And I think what always separates supply chain folks out uh, from those in other professions, right? grit, agility, resilience. And so I think those apply to all industries uh, within supply chain, but specifically, you know, the ability to respond to what's going on in a moment, right? So if all of a sudden there's an airport strike or an airport delay and you have freight that's on an incoming aircraft, you absolutely have to be responsive to that, right? There, this idea of like, well, you know, hope is gonna be the plan just doesn't work for, uh, for this vertical. And so absolutely, um, those contingencies are built in. Disruptions do happen though, right? I mean, yes, we can predict the Northeast is gonna get snow. Do we think it was gonna be 16 inches and do we know that a month ago? No. And so there's gotta be resiliency put into uh, the supply chain from a process and tooling perspective. And so one of the things that is common with you know, pharma, life sciences, others, uh, is there's just a lot of tools that are out there, right? When I think of, uh, the food and bev world, uh, the CPG world, the pharma world, one of the constant challenges you hear from the end users is like, gosh, I got a lot of tools in the toolkit, right? Which one do I use? And one of the things that we see and we advise on is you have to make sure that there's deep integration back into your core execution systems. So for those that are on the front line, you're not giving them five options to choose from, right? There's one toolkit, uh, there's standard operating procedures, and it's quick and it's as efficient as possible, right? So as we look at the world of visibility, integrating this back into your core execution platforms is so critical to scale visibility from, you know, let's say tens to hundreds of users to thousands to tens of thousands of users within a company across a global enterprise. That is interesting that the scalability of it. So, so looking into the, the crystal ball and 
the, the future of visibility, especially in, in pharma and healthcare, what are the major trends that the new technologies maybe or new capabilities those technologies are bringing uh, for 2021, really for the next three to five years? Where do you see, see visibility going in, in pharma and healthcare? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of folks, you know, as a buyer, it's tough to separate, right? So, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning is often touted across many, many industries, right? And so from a startup to a midsize to a late stage company, I think people often, you know, confuse AI and ML. But, you know, what we see and how I look at it is like, how do you augment operations and drive automation? And that way your end user isn't micromanaging all tasks, right? So if I can have my teams uh, at the end user level focus on the 1% instead of the 10%, right? I'm driving towards efficiency. The way we do that is through augmentation of data and process with large data sets, right? So we're able to refine estimated time of arrival within Forkites because we've got a massively dense population across all industries, all modes and regions uh, of the world. So that's one. Two is collaboration, right? When I think of the way collaboration works in the supply chain today is still archaic, right? So if I'm a, uh, let's say, a, you know, consumer good product, you know, you order off my website, Kevin, you don't get it. You pick up the phone or you send an email, right? That then triggers another phone call or another email to your supplier. Well, if your supplier didn't get it, it goes to the, you know, the, the next supplier in line. And what happens is this general easy question is, is like, is the truck or the goods going to arrive on time? What we see is it can be six, 10, 20 emails and phone calls across a day or two to solve a question that should take less than 30 seconds, right? And so, you know, what we see with our customers right now, really the leading customers are investing heavily in collaboration. You know, what does that mean is, you know, I have one platform to actually talk to my end supplier in, I can talk to my end customer in, and I can talk to my transport company in with all in one place, right? So we're eliminating this concept of email to collaboration on a singular transaction. And so first, AI, ML is number one. Uh, two, collaboration. Three is just making sure that there is clear visibility linked back to your execution systems, right? I kind of talked a lot about what uh, other companies are doing with this, but I think those that are early on in their visibility journey, they typically stand up, you know, four kites or another platform very quickly, right? And then what they start to realize is, gosh, these tools actually have a much broader effect than my planning or execution teams, right? This impacts my commercial teams and it impacts my procurement teams. And so if I can integrate this technology back into my ERP system, I now increase the user base uh, by thousands across my company. And so that continued maturation of the visibility market will continue uh, across the world. So those are really three areas, you know, if I were to bet, what do we see in the next three years? Those are three areas that I personally would bet on. Yeah, I, I would bet on those too. Visibility, data, and also collaboration. We're very far behind in collaboration in supply chain uh, and pharma and healthcare is no exception to that. Thank you so much for your time today, Glenn. How does our re audience reach out and, and contact you and learn more about Four Kites? So you can always come to our website, fourkites.com. Uh, you can also uh, hit me up on LinkedIn, so Glenn Kepke. And always happy to chat further about supply chain strategy, visibility, and in where companies are going. So it's a, a big passion of mine and a big passion of Forkite. So appreciate the time today and uh, hope everyone stays safe in 2021. Thank you, Glenn. And stay tuned for our, our next, next segment.